0: And welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast after an absolute shocker in Naples. The Reds were thrashed 4-1 by Napoli in the Champions League after a listless display that intensifies the storm clouds gathering over Jurgen Klopp's side. I'm Chris Smith and I'm joined by TRW editor Dave Usher and John Gallagher following a result that we must hope serves as a low ebb rather than a sign of what's yet to come. Dave, I wasn't really that confident going into this but I must say that I'm sort of shocked by the sheer scale of, of this defeat. And um, We were talking before the game about... Just trying to get a drama-free win to ease the pressure, but this is really starting to look like an actual crisis now.
1: Yeah, it is. I, I would have happily taken a draw, to be honest. The, the state that we've been in, it's a, it's a difficult game, even when we're we've gone there, like, flying. Similar to Goodison, I suppose. Like it, it's a game like you think, yeah, you should win it, but you look look back over the years and it's not really worked out like that so a win in naples would have been brilliant but i'd have been fine with a draw especially because with the, the champions league it's like you and your three home games pick up one draw away and you, you sound aren't you so uh, there's not as much riding on this game as, as there is with league games but at the same, i think i said last week you know um i, I think i posted on the forum actually I, i've give this in, in terms of importance around about a 6.5 you know it's not make or break but then when you see how bad that was tonight it's like really it's not the, the fact that we've got beat because you can come back from that that's not really that big a deal there's still plenty of time to turn that round and get out the group you don't need to win the group if you get out in second place it's, it's fine so the result itself okay you can shrug that off but the manner of it and and the run that we're in no we've we've got big problems we really have i mean if you go back like a, a few weeks and it was after, after the United games, our third game it was it was United, wasn't it? And then we had Bournemouth. And I said before that game, it's not going to be a quick fix. We're not just going to go out and slaughter someone and then everything will be fine again. And then ironically, we went out and won 9-0 the next game. But what I was saying is actually it turns out to be the case it's not a quick fix this is something that like we're going to have to grind our way out of this and it's not going to happen overnight and i think you know strap yourself in because it's going to be a bumpy ride i think we can see that already
0: mm-hmm. i mean not only are we right now we're not grinding our way out of it it's currently getting worse yeah um john you're a voice of reason among us is this broken um now completely and is there a Although there's zero evidence to suggest it tonight, can this be fixed?
2: Well, it's hard to say at the moment still. I mean, it's you look at that performance in isolation, anyone can lose 4-1 on a given day in the context we did. But over the course of the season, it's been coming. Um, as Dave said, the 9-0 was just a one-off in the grand scheme of things. how the season's pans out, every game pretty much been a grind and a slog. Um, Tonight was hopefully as low as it can get before, you know, hopefully Clock can really get a grip of things now. And he'll judge him by his comments after the game, you know, he's going to dissect it and hopefully come to some sort of a uh, solution for it in the weeks to come, fingers crossed. But um, it is, as Dave said, it's going to take time. It's not going to be a, a quick fix. I thought early in the season it might take maybe three or four games, but... It does look like it's gonna be um you know over the course of time before we're anything remotely the way we should be, so we've got worse
1: mm. you know we, mm. we thought like maybe we' have just started the season slow, we actually look like we're still in pre season and everyone else isn't. that's how it looks you know we're lethargic, we're getting outrun every game, the other team's doing more sprints, more total distance you name it we we're, we're, we're second best in in like every category, and that's really alarming because. You can't just put it down to like one thing. It's not the midfield. Midfield's not helping, don't get me wrong. Midfield is a big problem, but it's not just that. I mean, Robbo's come out after the game and he's he's dug out the midfield. He's saying, like, you know, it, it, we're getting left exposed at the back because the, the midfield's not winning the ball back, or whatever. You know what? That might be true, but how about you put a fucking decent cross in or you'd actually maybe try and go past the Manister, they're going backwards all the time. You know, I, I love Robbo to bits. But when he's saying that after the game, I'm like, look, get your own house in order before you start pointing fingers at other areas of the team. We all know the midfield's an issue. And you look at the personnel that we've got in there. You've got like James Milnet should not be starting games. Much as I love the guy, and I still think there's a role for him, it's not starting games. I mean, in the first 10 minutes, he'd given away a penalty and he'd been booked. Now, the penalty is just kind of unlucky. I don't really read too much into that, but the booking... You can't be doing that the first 10 minutes of a, a tough European away game and you're getting yourself an early yellow card like that, which is restricting what you can do after that. You know, he's old enough to know better, but he's also slow, you know, and he's he's just late into tackles like that now. Whereas, you know, a few years ago, he may have won that tackle, but, you know, the, the midfield's an issue. Harvey's been really good on the ball. But, and this is not a criticism of Harvey in any way, you're not going to get like the, like uh, he's not going to be doing what Adam Lallana was doing, for instance, you know, like the counter press and all that. He's not going to do that. He's not experienced enough. He doesn't know that yet. So you're going to have issues there. Fabinho's really leggy, as we've seen. So yeah, Teams are just running through the midfield. But it's not just that. There's so many other things that are wrong as well. And, you know, tonight, I mean, where'd you start? I think, you know what, I'd probably... I think there's any sporting scenario that you want to think of. There's usually a Rocky analogy that sums it up. And Klopp Mm -hmm. loves a Rocky analogy, doesn't he? Well, to me, I feel like we're we're in Rocky 3. And, you know, we've lost the eye of the tiger you can just see we're getting, we're getting like, we've been getting spoon fed bums all season and we've been struggling against them and then tonight what happens, we walk out there and Club Lang just fucking knocks us out. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That's what it feels like <laughs> to me. Know, we've we've lost the eye of the tiger, that's probably the best way of describing what I'm seeing at the moment and I tell you who's got the eye of the tiger, Luis Diaz. Diaz, yeah. And nobody yeah. else has and he's new, so he's not been here for five years like most of the rest of the team so he's not lost that he, he's still playing with that like that fire and that intensity and just that relentlessness. He we had a whole team of players like that not so long ago. And I'm looking at them now, I'm like, you just you haven't got that. And I'm I'm thinking it's fitness. I think they just look tired and leggy. I think it's fitness. You know, you can argue that it's more than that and it's a hangover from last season, which I'm sure we'll get into because I think you think that, don't you, Chris? So you yeah
0: know, I've, I mean I've thought that since before the start yeah of the you did
1: say that yeah yeah so I mean we'll talk about that shortly um I still think it's mainly physical but um we have lost the eye of the tiger that that, that sums it up to me now what's it going to take for us to get that back I mean I, I don't Apollo know Creed. well yeah I think, you know or you know like what happened to Rocky well well Mick died didn't he and then Mm-hmm. Like that was like the low point and he come back well what's our Mick dying going to be and I- I'm just thinking is this going to be like we're going to get fucking smoked by Arsenal or something and it's going <laughs> to be like okay now this is as bad as it can possibly get you know you take that for granted that every year we'll just go and beat Arsenal because we always do is this going to be the year where like we end up losing like 5-0 to Arsenal or something and then that's when like it's we draw a line in the sand and go okay you know, we, we need to get it back. We've, we've got to get back what we've lost. I, I just, I don't know, like, how we fix it. I don't know. i just like to think that Klopp will figure it out because there's no reason to think he won't figure it out. You know, I've, I've got complete trust in him. And I don't want to start, like... I'm not going to start digging out the team and, and, and getting I'm not even angry. I'm not angry tonight at all. I'm sad. I'm not angry. I love this team. I love what they've given us for for like the five years or so, whatever it is. And I'm not going to start like pointing fingers at players and going right. He's got to go. You know, fuck him. He's shit. He's. I'm not I'm just not going to do all of that because you know I've got so much appreciation for what they've given us. And I'm not writing them off because I do think they can come back. But uh, to me, they don't look right. And there's something mm-hmm. not not right. I think it's physical. Maybe it's a combination of like the, the physical side and also. Uh, you know, hangover from last season, whatever. But they're clearly not right, and it's not going to be—we flick a switch and suddenly everything's fine. That's not going to happen. It's going to take time to get out of this.
0: Yeah, I mean, John, to continue the the Rocky Three analogies, the back four tonight—they looked a little bit like you know when Rocky first goes to Chicago and Apollo tries to get him dancing and swimming, <laughs> and they—and he's just like absolutely fucking useless at it. Plague. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, Joe Gomez tonight. Yeah, Joe Gomez yeah. <laughs> falling over. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's uh, it's worrying. I mean, you know Gomez. He's been brilliant the last couple of games as well, hasn't he? It's just I don't know where that came from tonight. That performance.
1: It was. You he's know, always it, got that one moment where you worry, oh, he's going to do something. He backs himself too much at times, doesn't he? and like, you know, just just put that out for a throw-in
2: and he, he tries Especially, to and. Yeah, in a European away game, yeah, you just, you know, you play the percentage just sometimes, just clear your lines, some yeah. do fuck around with it, um, quieting the crowd down, but yeah, I mean, just giving them encouragement. they're a rowdy bunch anyway, aren't they, the yeah. Napoli fans, let's mm-hmm. face it, but, um, yeah, just play it. Milner, Milner, you, you know, the first minute, you know, that shot that, you know, the lad's at the post with, then Milner's doing that stupid challenge a couple of minutes later, And, you know, it's just off kilter then the rest of the night. It just wasn't a good start from, you know, from then on in. We just didn't look like, you know, making anything happen throughout the game. I mean, it's just, don't know where to start with it, dissecting it from start to finish, really.
0: I mean, let's let's start with the start, because we were cut open immediately within 45 Mm -hmm. seconds. We give away the pen after three. It's just, it's what we've been saying all season, Dave. It's just sort of catastrophic from moment one.
1: Yeah. I thought um, Fowler made a point afterwards and it's an easy thing to say and it's not realistic because it's just not what we do, but it's a valid point. You know, he said it's like it's a tough away fixture. Why can't you just go and and just be solid and, you know, not give anything away early on? If that means like just defending deep and, you know, it's not what we do. You know, we play on the front foot, we're up on the halfway line. That's how we play. And we've got burned by playing that way. So it's easy to then say, well, you know, maybe you should just sit a bit deeper and and not do that. I actually think we've got no choice but to do that now. I think Mm -hmm. we're we're going to have to... And and Klopp kind of alluded to that a little bit afterwards when he said, we've got to reinvent ourselves or something. And, like, you know, the high line, it's worked great for us, but you've got to have pressure on the ball, high up the pitch. And, you know, he, I think Klopp also said we didn't have that at all until Thiago came on. We had no counter-press until Thiago came on. And we were much better after Thiago came on. You know, we didn't look as, as open at the back. They still had one or two moments where they got in behind. But,
0: but they I, were also 4-1 up, so they yeah, didn't really need there to... Yeah, is,
1: there is that. And they'd made substitutions as well. So I get all that. But we did look better after Thiago came on. So that's something to cling to, is like, at least we've got him back for however long that is. But uh-huh. um, yeah, it you do think like, you know, we've gone there and, and we've tried to play the way we we play when we're really good. You know, when, when we're on form, we've gone and tried to play like that. And maybe we're going to have to be more pragmatic and, and just sit a bit deeper and, and not be getting caught. out. It's just fucking balls in behind all the time. And teams mm-hmm. are just running clear on us. And it's happening every game. Now, it happened a lot more tonight than usual, but it is happening every game. It's not difficult now. You know, say one ball in behind and and the the through and it's happening constantly. And how long do you just keep getting punched in the face before you go? Okay, I'm gonna put my hands up here and just try to protect right. myself a bit. We're not doing it. You no, know, it's 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 too easy for teams playing against us. And Napoli were like they were bright, they were energetic, they were fast, they were direct, and we just couldn't
0: cope. Look, I think the 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 point about the not being any pressure on the ball. And the high line is a valid one, but Carragher made this point on on CBS. um sorry, yeah, on CBS before I uh, came on the air. And there's no sort of um, there's no communication with the back four as well. They're making these sort of fundamental errors where one of them goes with the runners and the others stay, or um, someone like, like Gomez is stepping up while the player can sort of like lift his head up and decide when he's going to play the pass. Like there's no line in the back four at all they were were sort of they were zigzagged on a couple of those occasions that we got Mm -hmm. punished um with the ball through tonight so um it's just a combination of everything like the times that we were getting caught out with the ball in behind last season like most of the time we were catching people offside but now we're not doing that at all because structurally it's not right either
2: Yeah, it it sort of reminded me of the the Villa game that tonight, that 7-2, was it, or whatever it was, I know it's a season we don't like to speak about and it doesn't matter, but, you know, how easy they were just, like, it was like one pass cutting through us, and there's no pressure on the ball, you know, just runners in behind, Um, it was very reminiscent of that game, and Virgil played in that game, didn't he, if I remember right. Virgil and Gomez. Virgil and Gomez it was, you're right, yeah, so... It was very reminiscent of that. It was, you know, but you put that Villa game down at the time, it was just a one-off, you, you, know, you know. we were champions at the time, etc. But, you know, it is becoming, you know, more of a common team, you know. United did it, early Fulham did it, you know, countless times in the first half. United did it, you know, a few times scored. Palace um, did the it. second goal. Palace, mm-hmm. scored Palace yeah, the sh- exact same way.
1: And,
2: Everton did it. And it makes me think only for them, um, Maxim and, and Wilson and, uh, the, the other lad, the the Brazilian lad, and midfield, not playing for Newcastle. could was a beast last I, I think
1: week. They probably would. If I think it played yeah. in that game with with um, with the new lads as well. If if we'd have had to deal with both of them, I I think we would have had a, a big problem just. Um, we only had the one player to really worry about, did we? but if you put Sam Maximan on there as well, yeah, that would have been a totally different game, but it is, it's just, it's so easy to get in behind us, and you know, Carragher's been saying that for years about the high line, but it's worked you know, it, it worked, we were catching teams offside, VAR was good for us because those really tight decisions when we catch teams off, the linesmen don't always see it because it's so close, but you know it, it bails us out a lot, so it bails us out, we've actually defended it well do you know what I mean, so, um. It worked, and we. I think we were genuinely okay with the idea of, okay, once a game, a team might get through on us, and, and then we just rely on Alisson, because he probably saves like 50% of them anyway. So it was a risk, it was worth us taking that risk, because the benefits were so great, but now we're not getting any benefits from it at all, because like the the, the whole way we're playing has just gone to shit, and we're just getting exposed. So that's a problem, but not just that, the attack's a problem as well. You know, mo tonight oh my god I've, I've been like sticking up for Mo this season because I, I don't think like that Mo's lack of production has really been on him I think it's the way we've used him, um we've not got him the ball in the right areas and that but tonight he was just bad I mean that one when he, he took his eye off it like he was gonna do is just console it and, and smash the ball in and he took his eye off it and it went it's like you never do that That's Mm -hmm. that's not something that you ever see Mo Salah doing. His first touch is like probably the best first touch I've ever seen from anyone other than maybe John Barnes, just his ability to just kill the ball immediately. And then you see him doing that, and you're like, well... Even Mo's being affected by this shit now. It's like it's all of them, you know, apart from Diaz. Diaz Diaz is the only one who's who's been immune to it, really. I mean, the first goal, I feel like it's it's a bit unlucky. It's a penalty. It's definitely a penalty, no complaints. It's one of those things, you know, players often have their arm there and it usually doesn't hit their arm or it'll hit the leg and then go onto their arm, which is not a penalty. So yeah, bad start, give away a penalty the second um, we give a second penalty away, I mean it could have been so much worse, (laughs) Hit the post Virgil cleared one off the line they scored three times and they missed the penalty in the first half. It's like it could have been Villa. It could have been you know. It could so easily have been like that Villa game. But
0: you mentioned the Villa game though, like the 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 Gomez and Virg partnership. They didn't partner each other again until we lost at Old Trafford
2: mm. <laughs> this wow. season. Wow, that's a and they, you know, Is that right? Yeah,
0: that yeah. wow. they were the last two Premier League starts together until. The games that followed Old Trafford. So anyway, go on, Dave. I just wanted to interject with that.
1: Yeah, I am. Um, I was. I was pretty much done. I was just going to talk about the second penalty though. Uh, I, I, when you when you freeze frame it, like, and that's what they did. When the ref went to look at the monitor, and the, it was frozen at the point where he stood on his foot. Immediately, like, oh, he's given a penalty there. He's going to give mm-hmm. it because of the way it looked. I actually think. Um, Okay, first of all, that doesn't normally happen to Virgil, so that's like another one in that column of Virgil looking human, whereas like that kind of thing, it wouldn't have happened in previous seasons. But I do feel he's a bit unlucky with that, just in the sense that he's planting his foot down, and the lad nicks the ball and then moves his foot under where Virgil's about to stand. I don't really think there's that much he can do to avoid that. But I would say... He wouldn't. He just wouldn't have been in that situation a couple of years ago. He would have dealt. He with didn't it. look comfortable now,
0: prior to the tackle. No, he, he would have all. dealt
1: with it be, just immediately before that. Yeah. The actual bit where he's planted his foot and the lads put his foot under just as he was he was landing. He couldn't really avoid that. But the situation itself, it didn't look Virgil like. You know, he didn't look in control, did he?
2: No, that's and, probably and the it's a recurring time.
1: theme. Now he's yeah. not always looking in control of situations, and there was a couple in the second half as well where nothing came of it, and he didn't get exposed, but he didn't look comfortable. You know, he, he felt like he was trying to slow just giving him up and
2: players just too much look, space, yeah, wasn't he? Too he much time right. on it the just, ball, just, yeah. It's yeah.
1: just not right. Um, and I think Joel Matip did really well when he came on uh, because we were chasing the game then, and if Gomez had been still been on. I don't know how many we'd have conceded, but I think Joel did come on and and steady that side. You know, we, I think he did a good job for us. So we spoke about Gomez after the derby. He had a really good game. He had one mistake, which Davis hit the post from like a, just a, he didn't clear the ball and he scored nearly scored from it. So we got away with that. And other than that, he had a really good performance. And I was of the view that well, this is his opportunity now to stake his claim. So, like, my dad was saying tonight, why is he even playing him? You know, Matip should be playing. And I was like, well, he was man of the match at the weekend. And you've got to give him an opportunity to, to, to work his way back into the team. He's been improving with each game. He was out a long time. He was really good before he was out. So, you've just given him a new contract. You've got to, you've got to say, right, you know, here's your chance. Kanate's out, Matip's out, here's your chance, Joe. Go and stake your claim and make the shirt you know. So... I was. I'm totally in agreement with like with him keeping his place tonight and starting the game. But he's just played himself out of the team. You, you look at that and you go, mm-hmm. matip has got to come back in now," because you never yeah. ever see Joel matt have a game like that. You you just wouldn't see him play like that. He'd never have a game as bad as that. And I'm not saying Joe Gomez is always going to play like that because we know what Joe Gomez can do. But the fact that he's got that in him is you know that's like um, that's just a it's, a it's a it's a negative mark against him, isn't it? You know and. Uh, Joel Matip is definitely going to be first choice now and then when Canati comes back you think Gomez is probably going to be back to square one where he's like fourth in line again unless Virgil yeah. drops drops out which the way he's going you know you couldn't totally rule that out we may see like Canati and Canate Matip and Mat- I was Wait.
2: thinking that a few minutes ago Dave how long has Canate got before he's back? a while
1: is it? yeah. is it so well? yeah. it's, it's not going to be the, the next couple of weeks or anything he's still going to be
0: out a while and touching on the, um, you know, the good Joe, the good Joe Gomez, prior to the injuries and everything, you also have to take into consideration that Joe, Go, Joe Gomez was looking really good at a time when we all said you could put a broomstick next to Virgil and be fine. We'd be fine, right? Yeah. So you just wonder whether there's an element of that. If Virgil's looking slightly below par, then I would much rather have Joel next to him or even Canate next to him then. Joe Gomez that's for sure because I can think of, you can make an argument that Gomez is at fault for all three goals tonight like we there was the weird stepping up where we didn't quite nail it for which led to the penalty then um he doesn't he stays with the the ball he sorry he doesn't go with the ball he sort of like stands there and watches as it's played back the one two the for one the second. second he also got yeah.
1: course out that led to that attack to begin with
0: yeah like there was the one i think the one verge before. got where Verge cleared it off the line, that was him tripping was him, over the yeah. ball, mm-hmm. um, and we got rescued there. And then the fourth, obviously, like uh, you, we had Trent back in walking mode, and then um, Joe gets out muscled by the striker, the ball comes across, and it's 3 0. And the only reason you can't blame Joe Gomez for the fourth is that he wasn't on the fucking pitch. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so you
2: got, going back to the sort of intensity that we're lacking at the moment, Dave alluded to it earlier in terms of you know how we approach some games. I've always been of the opinion where sometimes we should be more pra- pragmatic. I know it's not ideally how Klopp wants to play, but certain games where you know we've got the players who can play like counter-attacking football. You know, defend deep, hit teams on the break. You know, if that's got to be the case for a couple of games in there, so be it. You know, it's. I think it might uh, be now. I think it's got to be, especially, uh, you know, in certain games, yeah. I mean, we've got the players to play like that, so, you know, mix it up a bit sometimes. You know, we haven't got a, you know, always play this high line with pressing teams high up the pitch, you know. Let's draw teams onto us sometimes, and, you know, we've been successful in the past doing that with
1: previous teams, as we know, you know, just mix it up occasionally. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I think we might see that especially away from home we're not going to do that at Anfield and nor should we but I think you know if we could redo tonight that's what I'd like to see us do is just don't give nothing away for 20 minutes you know the old-fashioned quiet the crowd keep it tight and then counter-attack and and just play your way into the game
0: well maybe like Chelsea a week on Sunday for that one
1: yeah maybe I mean we just walked in there tonight dick swinging uh, we're Liverpool. We'll just do our thing. We'll defend on the halfway line, and 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 just can just keep running in behind us all night. It's uh, you know, it's it's something that like definitely needs looking at, especially because, I mean, the the midfield. They say, well, what can we do? Yeah, we've got Thiago to come back. Great, you know, I love Thiago. He's fantastic. We're a much better team when he plays. But what if Tiago gets injured again? We're back to square one. I mean, what do you mean if he gets? Well, injured yeah, again? I know. Sorry I just, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like talk it into existence. But you know, there's like a very good chance of it happening. But it's like, and I, I'm not judging the 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 guy after like one little cameo. But I'm I'm not banking on Arthur to to really, you know, give us too much because. I mean, he, he looked fucked after two minutes when he come on tonight. <laughs> so did the rest of the team. I know, but they had been playing for like 70 <laughs> yeah. minutes or whatever. He'd yeah. been Six on the pitch for two minutes. Man. He uh, was, it, it, like the sweat was pouring off him and he was struggling for his breath. And I looked and I was like, he looked like me walking up the 18th fairway after a fucking five-hour <laughs> round of golf. That, that's how I look when I'm walking up the 18th, just like trudging up, sweat pouring off me. That's what he looked like. And I'm like, I know it's, I know it's like... Hot and sticky over in Naples, like Uncle June's balls, but at the same time, it's like you've been <laughs> on a pitch two minutes, mate, and you're looking fucked already. You're blown for tugs already, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna like be hanging my hat on him coming in and making a massive difference. But once he gets up to speed, I do think he'll he'll bring something. We should probably talk about him like later because he signed after. Um, well, we didn't really talk about him in the Derby podcast so we, I don't think we've really mentioned him at all in on the pod, so yeah, we'll talk about him later, but midfield, what what solutions have we got to change things? We've, I mean, tonight, as much as I'm saying oh, James Milner shouldn't be starting, what was the option? You couldn't bring Thiago straight back in to start, that would have just been madness, you mm-hmm. know, Arthur's obviously not ready to to come in and, and play a full game, which we've seen that What the Carvalho's out um, Curtis has had another setback, so it, it, God knows how long he's going to be out for. Hendo's out, Cater's out, Ox is out, so it, the Milner had to play really, unless we change the system and go four-two-three-one or something. And you don't really want to do that with playing Harvey in a two. So, well, as much as I'm saying, oh, Milner that, yeah. shouldn't be starting. That Milner kind of had to start tonight, really. So, at what point do we talk about Trent going into midfield? You know, I've always rallied against mm-hmm. that. Because I think, well, why would you you have like this world class right back who's like so important to what you're doing? Well, he's not really giving us that much from right back at the moment, and we're really short in midfield. Is that something that you know we maybe need to look at? You maybe move Gomez out right until um, until Calvin Ramsey's fit, and, and we have a look at him, and move Trent into midfield for a, a game or two just to have a look at that. I mean, I think it's something that you can't rule out. It's they should be considering mm-hmm. that.
0: I think Paul just suggested that on Twitter after the game. Yeah. He's calling for that.
1: Well, Paul's been calling for that since fucking day one. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's constantly going on about how we moved Trenton to midfield. And I, I, I see the benefits of it. I think, to be fair to Paul, I think he's, he's changed his mind over the last like year or two. Because we more or less are playing Trenton in, in the, the area where Paul wants to see him we generally do see him in there, you know, in like the, the position where like, you often see De Bruyne at City, you know, Trent field a lot, like getting on the ball. Um, so a lot of the time he is almost playing as a midfielder anyway. Uh, but I think we're so short of bodies in midfield, there's going to come a point where I think we need to try it and, and put him in there.
0: Yeah. He's not necessarily playing there without the ball though, which is where we, we might need him. <laughs> yeah. In terms of putting pressure on the ball and, and um you know, he's kind of when we're defending, he's kind of tucked at, he's out of the way at, at, at right back, isn't he? So we can, we could probably use him in there when we're trying to pressure the ball and get box to box, so to speak. Yeah, I don't know. What, what did um, you ever
2: consider? Joel have playing a midfield the odd game? I think he's got the the um, capability to do. You know, if, you know, if, if that's it was a that. If, four, if, three if, one. It, if it was on a four two yeah. three one, yeah, yeah. Um, you could maybe do that. You know, he's got the presence, size, you know, he's good carrying the ball. Um, you, you know, it's just, I'm just thinking if we do get fairly desperate, which uh, we're not, not far off being, um, you know, we, as you say, he might have to change things up slightly. Um, mm-hmm. That might be something to look at, um, you know, at some point.
1: We, we can't carry on what we're doing. We've, something's got to change now. Maybe, it's, maybe they do something mad and go, like, three at the back for a, a few weeks or just to change it up because... Even if it's just to to, to give the opponent something different to think about, because everyone knows how to play against it now. You know, it it doesn't matter who we're playing now. They're just all doing like a similar thing. I mean, to be fair, Napoli did it like much better than most other teams, you know. But it's, it's the same sort of game plan, isn't it? It's like, just wait for the opportunity to nick the ball and then like runners in behind, do them with pace and everyone's doing it to us.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, I'd suits Trent and Robbo. You think as well if we'd say go three at the back, wouldn't
1: it? Maybe, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I just think that we need to look at something different. I'm not. I'm not saying am thinking they we should do that? Uh, no, because if they knew, they would have done it a few weeks ago. You
0: know. Yeah, but there's principles, and then now there's like uh, there's wanting to uphold your principles, and now there's a dire need potentially to do something different. So.
1: Um, possibly yeah I mean when you said do you think they know I thought you just meant do they know what the problems are and how to fix it Uh, so my answer to that is they might know what the problems are but they don't know how to fix it because if they did we'd have fixed it after the Man United game and we obviously haven't so whatever they've they've thought they could do to fix that that's not going to work you need to do something else now
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I mean, can we pull any positives tonight from tonight, John? Like, we, we, we talked a little bit about Diaz. We, we spoke about how the second half was better and that we did look a little bit better when Thiago was coming on. But is there anything that we can take from tonight that gives us a little bit of sort of solace moving into the weekend?
2: Well, the main one, as you've just said, Chris, is Thiago's back and hopefully, just praise the God, he can stay fit Um, you know, have a good run in the team because... You know, we desperately need him at the moment, as Dave said, we are a better team when he plays. Uh, you know, Joel coming back in looking you know, really solid. Um Allison, you, you know, we didn't do anything wrong. Um you know, it's just typical Allison, but other than that, I mean it's not really much you can you know for know again, just sort of going backwards. Um I thought I thought started it, well tonight, yeah. And just but he, he you think in,
1: that he got in the ball in space a few times and got turned and he looked like he might do something and then the longer it went just the less effective he was.
2: Yeah, I really yeah apart from Thiago I really can't think of anything the subs, you know, I think they stunk when they come on. Jota, uh, Jota you know. um you know Nunez maybe to a lesser extent yeah. Nunes yeah but definitely Jota Obviously, it's going to take me a bit of time to get up to speed, but just them being back, you know, suppose is a positive. It's more numbers, you know. You can change things about. Hopefully, when you get up to, you know, match sharpness, you know, match fit. Hopefully, um, you know, changes can be made in the forward positions. I mean, if Mo needs taken out for the game or so, then so be it. Um, mm. You know, at least that can be done. You know, but as Dave said, Diaz is looking the one, you know, bright spark in the attack at the moment.
0: The bench did look a little bit stronger tonight as well. Not that it did us that much good, but it was good to see some of those familiar names back on the bench as opposed to the bare bones that we've had in yeah. weeks past.
1: We've just got to get them up to speed, though. I mean, Jota missed all the pre-season, so I mean, I, I, he was way off it when he came on tonight, but it's completely mm-hmm. understandable. You know, I'm not yeah. holding that against him or anything. It's, it's going to take him a little while to get sharp again. I mean, look what happened when he came back from injury last season. He, he just didn't get his sharpness back. It was like months, and he still didn't look like the same player. Uh, uh-huh. So it might take a little while for him as well. Uh, Nunez can't really make any kind of judgment. You know, he comes on in a game like that. I mean, he wasn't great, like, but it's, it's a difficult game to come into. And I do think that we're just not really... I don't think we've got any idea on how to use him. He doesn't get the, the, the kind of balls that like he can, he can do something with. And on the odd occasion, he does. He does make things happen, but too often like he, he gets, gets the ball at his feet and he's out wide and like you think nah that's not your game mate you, what are you going to do there like you want Diaz in those areas but you don't really want like your, your big centre forward out there I know he, he actually played out there for, for Benfica apparently mm-hmm. he played like quite a few games on the left but I'm not seeing that you know I, I don't see it myself at all it's like when Origi used to play out there and like what's the point you're not going to do anything out there. Get in the box, you know, just get in there. Yeah. Cause mayhem, just do what you do in and around the box, getting on the end of chances. That's um, it. Just
2: simplify the game for them, basically. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. stay in, you know, the width of the, you know, you know the penalty area. Um, you know, hopefully they can get the necessary service off, you know, the full box and, you know, Diaz or Salah or whoever. Mm. Uh, just simplify the game, just. You know, He'll score to do goals something. Won't he, John. I yeah, think maybe. he will, yeah. yeah, um, but You've got to
1: get him the ball.
2: Yeah. Uh, wh- you know, whether he's technically a great footballer, I'm not sure. But, no, he's he, not. you know, I do. Yeah, but I raw think raw. That's probably the best way to describe him. Yeah. But as I say just simplify the game, start him on Saturday against Wolves. He, you know, hopefully we can get the right service to him and he might bag a goal or two. As you say, he probably will score goals for us. But. In terms of will that be to the detriment of the the team in the long run, and what we what we've been used to, I don't know. Um, you know, sometimes if you've, you've got these goal scorers, you know, they don't necessarily make the team stronger overall. Like you know, if that's all United. they do. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. In a nutshell, yeah, yeah. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. For me, it's kind of just a sign of where we're at from the perspective that nothing feels quite right. Like I think you can attribute so, certainly in the early earlier part of the season in the charity shield and against Fulham, where we did see Nunes have a little bit of success, was because Mo had the space to provide him with those really nice crosses, and then his movement in the penalty area was, you know, able to generate chances, and if we can't get Mogo, and then it's going to be more difficult to get him going, yeah. and it's just the knock-on effect of everything that's not quite working for us at the moment. Um, I think it's the guy who edits, uh, this is Danfield, I can't remember his name, he writes for 442 as well, but Ma- he's Ma-mad's been sort of, him. Yeah. that's him, yeah, he's been sort of saying, making the same point over the last few weeks, is that nothing looks right, and until some of these things start to look right then the whole picture is so integral to everything then we're going to struggle to to even look like us so no,
1: that's exactly yeah. right though isn't it there, there's not yeah. one thing that you can hang your hat on and say oh well at least we've got that i mean yeah diaz is, is a bright spark but that's not like that's just his sheer like just determination and fight and just you know it, He'll just give everything he's got. He'll chase everything. He'll fight for everything. It's not like a tactical thing that we're getting right with Diaz. It's just him just like making an impact just through sheer force of will and determination to do something. It's not like the team's set up to make Diaz look good. You no, know, he's just making himself look good. So yeah. there's not any area of the team that's functioning the way you'd want it to with bad defensively the midfield is non-existent the forwards just look like complete strangers uh, there's not the fullbacks oh my god the fullbacks have fallen off a cliff um, and I, I it's I think like if that's the w- most worrying thing because they were so important to everything that we did you know the midfield were able to just do their thing because the fullbacks were providing all the creativity so you take that away the fullbacks are not like getting assists every week now and people are looking at the midfield and going well what the hell are you doing you know you're not scoring goals and you're not really creating anything. Well, they never really have. You know they were just facilitators. They they just like it was like the attackers and and like the the fullbacks who were doing most of like the creative stuff. And that that's because the team's set up like that. But we're not getting any creativity from like Trent and Robert at the moment. So the midfield's like even more glaring where people are just looking at it and going, well. You're not defending well. You're not doing anything in attack. What are you actually doing? So that's why, like, we obviously need Tiago back because he's just a, a real difference maker. Um But I just don't think we can say, "Oh well, tiago come back and then Joel comes back and then we'll be fine." I just think we're, the problems go like way beyond that. It's because it's okay. literally everything just looks fucked. And that's the most alarming thing. It's not like you just point to one thing and go, yeah, we fixed that. And then everything else falls into place and we'll be fine. It's like, well, which, which bit do you fix first? What's the bit that you fix? And then that everything falls into place after that. I mean, there's, there's so many things. Where'd you even start with that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think John, I want to pick up on something that Dave said there. I think the first thing that we might want to fix is that, having everybody show that same will and sheer force of will and determination that Diaz showed tonight. Like we mentioned slightly earlier that like he's new and he's still got that about him, but uh, I mean, we, we can have this debate. We might as well have it now about whether it is fitness, whether it is the hangover from last season, whether it is sort of just five or six years of full pelt football with not much rest, really sort of coming home to roost now. And, Carragher was asking on TV after the game, he's he's saying like, questioning whether this is perhaps the end of the cycle for this team and we have to go into a period of renewal at the moment. So first of all, do you think that there is an absence of that um, will and determination that Diaz was showing tonight? And secondly, where do you think we are on that scale?
2: Again, I wish I had all the uh, the stats in terms of you know fitness and the red zones and all that kind of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It's impossible to say you know if I, if I knew the answer to that, I'll be sitting next to Jurgen Klopp. But it's um, I honestly don't know. Uh, you, you know, it's not one thing or another. I think it could be a culmination of five, six, seven things. You know, making it what it is at the moment. Um, yeah, you, you know, I just you know a good. I hate the uh, phrase. A good group of lads, aren't they? You know, they proved that in the past. Yeah. just—it's not like down on tools or such, is it? But you know, when teams are out running you, they're out sprinting you constantly. You probably would have to, you know, think that it is fitness related. But at the end of the day, they are like elite athletes at the same time. So I, I, I'm not like obviously up in all the science and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it would be interesting to know specifically, uh, you know, regarding the pre-season. I you know the lads have spoken about it, um, you know, the programme, etc. You know, the World Cup in December. Has it just, like, you know, knock things off kilter? I honestly don't know. I wish you knew the answer, Chris, to be honest.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, if I could just throw my 2 pen worth in... I don't think it's necessarily something that's going to show up on the red zone stuff or the stat sheets. I don't necessarily think it's a physical problem. I think it's a mental and emotional problem that's manifesting itself in a physical way, which is also quite possible as far as I'm concerned. I said on a podcast when we were previewing the season that I just, I just felt that I was running on empty personally because of the emotional and, and mental toll of last season, what it did, and... Um, going so close in the Premier League and and losing that European Cup final. And I just think that there's not necessarily a decision that they've made to sort of suggest that they're not going to put in the same effort anymore, they don't have the same will to win anymore. I just think that it's just taken a much bigger toll than any of us thought. Like they've been called mentality monsters for so long. How long can you keep that up? How long can you keep going again? How long can you go into a, a final like that one against Madrid, where we should have won, and and just for some reason only known to the footballing gods that we that we don't win that game? How often can you keep going up against a malevolent force like Manchester City, and year after year pound away, put up these record points totals, only to be pipped when all these players know full well there's an elegin- an element of illegitimacy to it all. Um, as great as they've been from a mentality standpoint, I just think that they're running on empty at the moment and it's showing physically and it's showing in the mistakes that they're making and it's showing in the results as well.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, the, the longer it goes like this, the more it looks like there may well be something in that. You know, you might be completely right on that. But, you know, a great man once said, it's not about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much can you take and keep moving but even forward? Even
0: he ended up with brain damage, dude, yeah. from getting <laughs> fucking hit so much. So I appreciate the analogy. I always appreciate the Rocky analogy. But <laughs> there's only so many times you can pick yourself off the up off the canvas before your time fighting at the top level is, you know, it happens to all fighters, right? Like, yeah, and
1: that, that's what we look like now. We look like that the, the fighter that's still got the fight in him. But he just hasn't, he just hasn't got the the capability anymore. You know, he's like he's still in there swinging, but he just keeps getting caught all the time uh, because he just can't slip the punches anymore. He just hasn't got it, and that, that's what we look like now. We look like a
0: shot fighter. Man, that's depressing. It is. I mean, just just to kind of look on the bright side, we have kind of been here before, John, in the season that shall not be mentioned. Although we might be in the midst of another one. <laughs> Every other year, it's gonna have a season that shall not be mentioned. But. um... You know, we were here when we'd lost six games in a row at Anfield. A lot of people were sort of prophesizing the doom of this team, um, the amount of football that they played over the, the course of those um, big title winning, title runner-up, European Cup final, European Cup winning seasons, that it was starting to take its toll. And then we managed to sort of inch our way into that Champions League and then put up 90-plus points again the following season. Like, is it too early for us to say that yeah, this season's a write-off or we need to delve big into the transfer market. So in sort of like five or six weeks' time, can we looking at be looking at a different sort of proposition altogether?
2: Well, we could be because the games are every three days now, aren't they? Pretty much until the World Cup. So, you know, I've always said uh, about this team that I prefer when they're playing every three or four days. Generally, it suits us. Uh, but, you know, it's a bit unknown like territory at the moment because... You know, it's think we've had this rut in terms of, you know, you know. I know we had the, the season that won't be mentioned and that, but that doesn't count. Really, does it? But um, in proper football terms, I can't remember the last time we had this rut, So it's it's hard to say. But you know, we've just got to play our way out of it and just hope. You know, as the games progress, that you know we do pick up a run of form and you know some consistency. Um, you know we haven't got a choice really it's what we've got to do say so we can't like you know there's no rest you know i know you've got the league cup where you can mix things up a bit and uh, you know you could rest everyone pretty much but um you, you know just got to play our way out a bit and hopefully things will change and you know we will turn a corner at some point but i'm not that confident that you know come the world cup that it'll be that much better than it is i hope it is but uh, you know hoping and expecting are two different things
0: yeah and, um, Dave, just before we do sort of head on to, to Wolves at the weekend, that this result looks terrible. It looks awful. All of the optics of it are just really nasty, but in real terms, it's not a disaster. It's not sort of like a fatal blow I think It's something that we can quite easily recover from just by winning our Champions League home games or picking up a couple of points on the road. Like, if this was going to happen, if we were going to get battered in a game 4-1, then this is probably the game to for it to happen in.
1: Yeah, definitely. And... I also, I don't want to go down the road of uh, saying, like, this is the end of the line for this team, and it, it, it's not. You know, I, I think they'll come back. I've I've got no yeah. reason to think that they won't come back. I just think there's something badly wrong at the moment, and I keep going back to it. I just, I feel like fitness could well be the hangover aspect of it as well, but it, neither of those are, like, fatal blows. You know, you can come back from that, and I do think that we will come back from that, Um long term I'm not I'm not massively concerned at all short term yeah I think we're it's going to be I think things will get better I think it'll improve over like the next couple of months but we're still going to have games where it's just bad and you know and there'll be games where it's bad and we'll just have enough quality to, to still just win but we're not gonna see like the the free flow and Liverpool at the best that you know we're not gonna see that for a, a little while. I don't think it's it's gonna take time to get that back, but mm-hmm. the team's not finished you know they, they, this notion like this is they they've come to the end of the cycle and it's gonna need like a complete rebuild now it's not it's gonna need tweaking obviously the midfield is gonna need something which that that was the plan all along anyway it was like next summer you know that that's when like you're gonna get the big midfield rebuild with ox and Kaer leaving. Getting them off the wage bill and then hopefully Bellingham him available and maybe one other. So that was the plan all along. Ideally, they can bring that forward and, and do something in January. Get somebody in in January, um, if that's possible or not, I don't know. But um, other than that, you know, the the rest of the team, in theory, it should be fine. You know, they're not over mm. the hill. These players yeah. and like obviously James Milner's getting on, Hendo's getting on, but like the mainstays of the team, like the back four. Trent, Robbo, Virgil, Mata, Gomez, Canate, Costas. They're not they're all young, you know, r- relatively speaking. I know Virgil's like and, and Mata for thirty, but centre backs can go to like 35, 36. So I don't think that this is like the end for them. You know, these players have still got like years left in them. Um. Yeah. So and the forwards as well. You know, they're just gonna need time to gel and and figure out how to play with each other because, you know, Bobby's probably gonna go at the end of the season. Nunez is, is going to be integrated into the team like as we go they're going to have to find a way to play with him the forwards are going to have to find a way to play off him they're going to need to get closer to him because what's the point in having like a, a big fella up front so you can play balls up to and then like you, you're too far away to do anything you know, you've got to get in and around him so these are all things that like, I'm sure they're aware of and they'll be working on but it's just not going to happen as, as quick as we hoped. I mean, mm-hmm. it's funny now, like, looking back, like how, how I was at the start of the season, you know, thinking, like, you know, we're, yeah, we'll go one better than next year, we'll win the league, Nunez is going to come in, he's, he's going to score loads of goals and that, and, you know, it's just not worked out like that, but, you know these things happen, it's not always plain sailing you, you've got to go through these spells and I'm sure we will co- We will come through it and eventually we'll mm-hmm. be stronger for it I just don't know how long it's going to take before that happens, as I say yep. it's going to be a bumpy ride like the next couple of months Okay,
0: well I feel a little bit better after um, hearing you say that that was a nice little summation of
1: I don't, I, I don't know I haven't got a fucking clue, I was saying like a few weeks ago <laughs> we were going to win <laughs> everything don't be listening to me
0: No <laughs> <laughs> no, just I like the, the note of hope, because there's going to be a lot of um, sort of frantic uh,
1: no, I'm not, I'm not panicking. there at the moment. I'm not panicking, yeah. at all, but I am, like, just miserable.
0: Alright, yeah, well, that makes you three of us, right, John? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if it's going to get better, then let's hope it starts on Saturday, because we've got a seemingly winnable game at home to Wolves, which is kind of like an ideal one for us, really, although you'd think, but... This is the t- one of those periods where you look at the fixtures and you think, man, everything just looks. You can find reasons why everything looks a bit tricky. Yeah. So um, expectations aside, do you think we'll will will start right in the ship as soon as Saturday?
2: I don't know. Sorry, I really don't know. It's just hard to predict, isn't it? What you know? Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a slog to be honest with you. you no, know, I think Wolves have got that. You know that counter-attacking style that could. You, you know causes problems um with, so it's one of those where it's if you if you offered me a one nil now probably take it to be honest with mm-hmm. you just get the points on the board oh, definitely just, you know it's sort of you know i think city and play spurs on saturday so either way it's just about getting the points getting closer to whoever drops points out of those two and then you know, we could be in the top four on Saturday night and then, you know, you're thinking of things don't look as, uh, as iffy as they do at the moment. But, um, you know, I wouldn't say with any conviction that was that you know, to nails on win on Saturday at all because Wolves have got the players, you know, to cause us problems if tonight and, you know, other games this season have proved already.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dave, you, you guys will be there on Saturday. Um. What do you want to see from the lineup?
1: Uh, I don't think there's that much that we can change really. I mean CR you go want Thiago and come, Joel yeah. back in. Uh um, Costas. Yeah. I I'd, I'd be starting Costas. Other than that, I don't know I don't know what I'd do up front. like I think That's I'd probably still niche. see I wanna do that, but then I think how he started against Palace and, and like I, I don't think we know how to use him properly. Uh I I still like the idea of bringing him off the bench when when the game gets a little bit more spread out, um, so I think I'd probably still still start Bobby at the weekend. But I, not I don't know. no, Jota, no, no, he's okay. not he's not ready. He, he doesn't look ready, does he? Okay. Um, I mean, you can make a, a a case for leaving out Mo, but I just don't see the viable alternative. So. Uh, I think I'd be definitely starting Mo, even though it's not happening for him. I think, I think with Mo, I think it's one way you've just you've got to just let him play his way back into it. It's not it's not like drop him, give him a kick up the ass. That's not that's not what he needs. You've just got to keep let him play through it until the goals start coming again. So um, yeah, I'm not worried about Mo. I think it's just a matter of time with him he'll start to click. Uh, but who plays like obviously Diaz plays, but who plays through the middle? I'm still gonna go with Bobby just because Nunez has got to he's got to prove it to me. You know, I've got to see him do it and go. Okay, yeah, we can rely on him. We can play him up there. We know what we're gonna get. We don't know what we're gonna get at the moment. Now, Klopp sees him in training every day. If he's not, if he's like, in training, if he's like blowing the doors off it, then by all means, throw him in and I just unleash him. But you know, based on what I'm seeing, I'm still probably starting Bobby at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you one thing, though. If, that, if the Wolves manager does not start Adama Triori at the weekend, he should be sacked on the spot. Because, yeah, you know... Is this because you want to look at his muscles no, from the no, paddock? No, no, look, I'm, I, I, I'm a fan. I think he's a good player. I know, like, loads of people rip him and say, say, like, he's a good like uh, chicken. I, I like him. I think he's a good player. But even leaving that aside, if, if he's not playing in that game, based on, like... How we've been playing and how vulnerable we are in certain situations. If you go into that game without a Dharma Triori as like your your you ball over the top option on on the counter attack, then you've just not been paying attention. Now I'm saying that now it will probably start with like Neto and Pudence, and they'll run riot against us. <laughs> <laughs> like they won't even need Triori. But you really that's a game where like I'm hoping that Triori doesn't play. Because all it's going to take is just... You don't even have to play a ball over the top to him. You just play it to his feet and then he starts running. And, you know, we've hardly got anybody back. Everyone's up the pitch and that one ball kills us. I think it'd be like absolute insanity to not play Adama Traore against us. You know, it's like similar with the Sam Maximan thing. You know, I was made up that he didn't play because you could just imagine like the damage that he, he could have done to us. And I feel the same way about Chiori. Um, I mean, the thing with him, it's just, if you catch him on one of his unplayable days, there's fuck all you can do about it. But he doesn't have enough of those days. He has other days where like he just does not. And that's why he's still at Wolves. But on his mm-hmm. day, he he is unplayable. And we've seen him playing against us and he's, he's been really good. So uh, I hope he doesn't
0: play at the weekend, but if the manager leaves him out, then he should be sacked on the spot. Yeah. All right. Um, John, the Nunes thing is interesting, isn't it? Because he's a big expensive summer signing that we're all excited to to see sort of take on the Premier League. Obviously it's been hampered by the sending off, so we're six games into the season and we don't really have a sense of what we've got with it. But one thing I didn't think that I'd hear Dave saying at the start of the season was I don't think we know what to do with him. Like surely we could surely there's a plan there is a plan in place for what we want to do with him. And the fact that not maybe not the fact, like, the, the prospect of us not really sure about starting him at home against Wolves is something that we should be concerned about, especially when we're seeing just how raw he is at the moment. I don't know. Am I overreacting there?
2: No, not at all. I mean, it's, it is quite, well, having said that, it's quite concerning to an extent, the fact that you know, we've bought this player um, you know, spent a lot of money on him, and, you know, it's not like us not to sign a player where you're thinking, how, how does he integrate into the team? Normally, you know, we buy a player who's got a set role, you know, to set things that we want for him. But maybe, you know, he's not coming into a winning team at the moment, so it's maybe harder to integrate into what he actually, you know, what he's going to bring to us, hopefully long term. But um, I just think you've got to start playing him at some point and really integrating him into the team, especially as you say, Chris, for a home game against Wolves. I just think that's a perfect opportunity to play him. Mean, you know, he's had his uh, slap in the wrist off Klopp after the the Palace ends and off. You know, he come back into a cold on Saturday against Everton. You know, it didn't do particularly anything, you know, worthwhile apart from that great shot. You know, the you know that mm-hmm. Pickford tipped onto the bar. Um, so there's you know that explosiveness that he has got. Um, you just hope that you know, even if it's once or twice a game, you know, he just. Does something, you know. Even if he's not directly involved in, you know, the overall, you know, pattern of how we're trying to play. Just hopefully, he can just get off the mark um, at Anfield, and then, you know, that'll give him that confidence to move forward and, yeah. you know, really settle into the team, kind of thing, long term.
1: Oh, just you know, that's just made me think of something there, really. Um, I'd have no problem with him starting and Bobby starting as well. If we we play Thiago and Fabinho in a four, two, three, one. If we set up like that, I'm fine with that. You know, if 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 we want to go that way, I'd have no objection to that. I think that might be something worth looking at. Um because Bobby did all right, like when we, we played against Everton. We were wide open in midfield, but we, we did look more dangerous when Bobby was playing like behind him and that. So um yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having a look at that. Uh, and I do think that Nunez will play it. I was just saying what I would do. You know, I think mm-hmm. he, he will start and everything John said there, you know, makes perfect sense. It's like Wolves at home. This is a game where you should be playing him. I agree with all that, but just based on what I'm seeing, I'm more comfortable with him coming on for like the last twenty five minutes and, and Bobby starting the game. But Bobby got left out at the weekend because they didn't want to play him three times in a week. He started tonight, so yeah, Bobby will probably sit it out for the mm-hmm. weekend. But in terms of what I w- I would do personally, I've not seen enough from Nunez, and not just it's not just about him. It's about like the the way that the team looks when he's playing. It's not like I'm saying that it's his fault that he's he's not really looking great at the moment. You know, it's difficult for him. He's coming into a team that's playing like dog shit, so it's it's not easy for him either as a new player. You know the, he's trying to adapt to the team. The team's trying to adapt to him, and, and we're struggling. Um, we need a result. So because we need a result, I'd, I'd go with Bobby for this weekend. I'd, I'd start with Bobby, and because I just prefer the option of Nunez coming off the bench rather than Bobby coming off the bench, I think like he can have he's, he's more of an impact sub. And I'd rather Bobby start because I don't really, I never feel like I'll oh, bring Bobby on. He's going to change the game. I think he he's a better option from the start rather than off the bench. Maybe that's just me, but that's just how how I see it with Bobby. I'd rather have him starting. And mm-hmm. Jota has still got to prove to me that he looks sharp again because at the moment he understandably he doesn't. So I'm not looking at him as an option to be starting games at the moment until he's until he looks right. It doesn't make
2: it easier either. That's a fucking. Plasticine face goon up these lengths for City's fucking banging them in like mm. the way he is. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, like, you know, if we'd have had, if we'd have signed Haaland and City would have signed Nunes, what do you think would have happened with Haaland? What would he have been doing in this team as it stands right now? Do you think he'd have scored a few goals or like, yeah, how do you think, think
1: he would? I think he's that good that he, he, he wouldn't have scored as many as he scored for City, but I think he'd be doing all right. Much more polished, and isn't he? he, is he wouldn't a... have got himself sent off against Palace either. Right. So he wouldn't have missed three games. Basically three right. and a half games because he missed half the Palace game when he got sent off, didn't he? So
0: That's a good question though, John. I mean, I think the, the hardest thing to do in times like this is, is stay calm when stuff around you, as well as our own problems, stuff around you isn't going well as well. Like, he's hit the ground running for City. You've got a, a Liverpool-inspired Manchester United revival with them winning four games in a row. You've got and Dave's mate, scoring two in the Champions League for Spurs tonight. Did he? I didn't like, even know that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so they won. Um, so, and the hardest thing to do in these circumstances, I find, is to um, maintain perspective, right? I can feel my knees jerking under the under the desk as I sit here, as I speak, the hardest thing to do is just stay calm because I can feel myself with the questions that I'm asking you to. It's not necessarily stuff that I feel myself, but I'm going to ask it because it's stuff that's out there. It's stuff that's being openly said. But the very fact that I'm having to mention this kind of stuff, like have we reached the end of the cycle for this team, that kind of stuff is disconcerting. It's unsettling. It makes me anxious, you know? So the hardest thing to do, I think, is to to try and maintain a uh, level head, be calm, and just trust the process that we will be able to come out of this. All uh...
2: right, Arteta, trust the process.
0: Hey, I mean, it's kind of working for him a little bit, I guess. Uh, don't True. start me. I've, I've... <laughs> that's another thing. That's another thing that we're having to deal with around here. I know,
1: that, that's like a really big thing that I'm having to deal with. <laughs>
2: yeah i mean it's still a small sample size overall so, you know it's not being a great star you know we could go over that until the cars come on but you know i think end of october don't we play arsenal chelsea and city within a few games of each other oh my god um i know we played <laughs> now i chelsea.
1: can feel my knee jerking <laughs> <laughs> um
2: yeah so i think you know but it's it's a knife edge isn't it because if we win those games you know it's everything's back on track and you know the bad starts are just memory so even though it's still a small sample size so maybe give it a few more weeks you know it's not ideal at the moment but you know if dave's got every confidence that you know we will bounce back at some point whenever that is then you know who am i to argue with that
1: i definitely think we will I, it's not going to be like this all season there's absolutely no way it's going to be like this all season but you just worry about how long is it going to take until we do bounce back and how far behind will we, will we be at that point. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, we're not that far back considering how shit we've been. You know, it's not been like... It could have been a lot worse. So, uh, I'm saying we're not that far back. I mean, we're, we're pretty far back on Arsenal, but I'm talking about City, really. You know, five points, you expected it to be more than that, based on how... shit only good, six
2: behind Arsenal. you know, even with that. Is it
1: only City? Yeah, because yeah, 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 they six. got beat, didn't they? Well, I mean, they should have won that game. Like they should have a hundred percent record, really. Uh, they yeah, played really players. well, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So, um. But yeah, you you city the the team that you look at until proven otherwise. So five points, it's it should be more. You know, I feel like we we've kind of getting away with it a little bit at the moment because we've just been so bad and we're only five points back. But we've got to get our act together, and it's not going to just be like oh we'll just start playing well now. We won't. We're going to have to just grind it out and find a way to just get some wins on the board until the form comes back. So one nil against Wolves, I'll snatch your hand off for that right now. Don't I? Don't even really care how we play. I just want the points this weekend just to relieve a little bit of like the the pressure that's building up because the players are going to be feeling it as well. I mean I don't like Robo coming out like that after the game and saying that. It's like keep that keep that indoors. We don't need to be seeing that. I know it's like emotional at the end of the game and stuff, but it's not really what you want to see. I don't want to see these little cracks appearing because we've had yeah. such a, a great mm-hmm. team spirit, and you know they all get on so well. And I, I don't want. I and mean, I mean, the thing with like Milner and Virgil, that was nothing. You know that happens all the time in games, but it's still not something we're used to seeing from from like this team. So and then so you see that, and I don't want that creeping in. And I don't think there's anything wrong with what Milner did. But you don't really want to see that creeping in every week, with like where players are starting to have a go at each other and point fingers, and then Robbo's coming out and saying what he said, and it, it's it's a slippery slope. Um, I think we need to keep all of that in house, and you know whatever like recriminations need to be made, fine, but we don't need to know about it. You know, I, if, if they if like if Robbo thinks that the midfield was shit and caused them problems tonight. Fine, he's entitled to think that but I don't I don't need to hear him say it you know I, I don't want to know that let's keep it behind closed doors just deal with that privately so there's no resentment a- amongst because they've got to stick together that's the thing they're, they're only going to get out of this if they stick together and just remember how good they've been and and, and get the eye of the tiger back that's what they've got to do yeah. find out what what was it made us great let's do that again all right
0: John
2: have you got anything to add to that no uh, just uh, hope that Wolves aren't the Ivan Drago to Apollo Creed <laughs> in Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> come Saturday, and y- y- you know, because that really will be. You know, if, if we did lose on Saturday, that's, yeah, y- you know, it's, I wouldn't know what to say after that. It um, doesn't even bear thinking about losing on Saturday, does it? Um, so, yep. as Dave said, hopefully we can just get the job done and um, put our feet up. City play Spurs, and the like kick off, and Spurs beat City last last year at, at City, and I think they've got. Fairly decent records against them, so you just don't know. I mean, it's you know, it could be two points on Saturday, and things mm. don't look as bad all of a sudden, so that's just what you've got to cling to at this moment in time. Yeah, definitely. Nice
0: so, yeah, one. I think, I think,
1: mean... think Haaland's Dragov, Dragov, <laughs> Dragov. Yeah, I, I always say that. No, I think, you know, I've just got it in my head, like I'm picturing it in my head, you know, when like Rocky's just in the doldrums and that, and then you're seeing like him. Doing his training, like and getting the steroids injected in him and all of that stuff. (laughs) That's how I feel at the moment. Like you know, we're just like Rocky. We're just like in this big depression, and then you're having to look at like that big fucking souped up fucking goon, and it's like, oh my god, it's he looks like invincible, doesn't he? You know, it's that's that's how it feels at the moment. But you know, maybe we just need like just bring Adrian the Montage. montage yeah, we, we just need to get fucking Adrian in the dressing room yeah. by that I obviously mean Adrian Adrian, yeah. Adrian. Yeah. But let him give the team talk at the weekend and go just win just, just win and then the lads yeah. will be like yeah come on let's just win and just get out yeah. there I think that's, that's like, we're that desperate now I think it's worth a try
0: do you know what we need we need a full-on training montage and we need you to play this podcast out with hearts on fire and we'll be right back at <laughs> yeah. it in time for uh in time for saturday so uh enough fucking rocky analogies in this hour to last a lifetime of podcasts but you won't hear me still complain. not enough Chris. still, still not, not, not enough, enough. No.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so listen we had a great time recording these podcasts last year when we were winning every single week it seems um Losing hardly ever, just having a great time. We're, we're going to c- try and continue to, to do the same during this rough period. Come what may, um, Dave will be back with some of the lads after the Wolf, Wolves game at Anfield on Saturday. Um, tough night tonight, but we can at least thank our lucky stars that we're not run by that prick from Chelsea. Until Saturday, we'll catch you soon.
2: The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows.
0: Win. What are we waiting for? Take us!